Welcome to the Philly Prime Podcast. I'm Dave Schratweiser. Busy weekend all across our region in the Philadelphia region. Incidents involving teens and juveniles from Ocean City to Chester on a SEPTA bus recently take, came out about an incident there. Langhorne, Pennsylvania in Philadelphia as well, up and down the Jersey Shore. Most of these incidents involving juveniles or teenagers, it's a big issue uh, being looked at by police chiefs and uh, city administrators all across our region. And joining us today is former Philadelphia Police Deputy Commissioner and current school safety chief, Kevin Bethel. Welcome back to the show, Kev. Appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, Dave. Well, Kev, you deal with school-age kids all the time in Philadelphia, uh, in the school system and things like that. That's why we wanted to have you on, and we've spoken to you about this issue before. Um, just your thoughts on these incidents that occurred, literally, I think, five or six of them across the region over the weekend. I'll recount some of them while we go through. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think David, I mean, it's just, it's indicative of what we see, you know, even in my time in the police department dealing with the juvenile activity. Um, I mean, you, 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 I tell, when I see the level of violence, when we talk about specifically around the violence, I talk about the crowds, I'll, I'll park mm -hmm. that for a minute and not talk yeah. about the kids in their groups, but, but some of the other activity where, you know, our individuals going on buses and discharging weapons, or, you know, or in incidences where, you know, we're just seeing that level. Uh, this is the downstream impact. And we've had this conversation for around when you don't have a very strong gun policy. I mean, because what these young people start to see is that, you know, when there is no consequences and, and you know, and certainty. I'll, I'll start with the issue of certainty. Yeah. You know, the consequences, I've always said there's a, there's room for, you know, exp you know, expanding, contracting all that. But when you don't have a level of certainty. And then when you have the level of guns that have flooded into our, our communities, particularly during the COVID, when there was a lot of guns you know, being bought and sold in the communities, mm -hmm. uh, now we're, we're giving guns into the hands of young people more and more. Uh, and, and then we expect an undeveloped brain to do the right thing with the gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we shouldn't, you know what I mean? So some of these things shouldn't be surprising to us, uh, the, you know, the considering, you know, the level of guns in our community and 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 the fact that many of these young people today feel like there is no consequences hmm. or even certainty uh, of what's going to happen with them and, and so there's there's a, there's a gap right now yeah let's talk about that level of concern with this incident in langhorn as a matter of fact i think it was a group of five altogether teens broke into a gun shop up there stole more than 21 weapons including some high-powered assault rifles handguns things like that made their escape three different police departments gave chase there's some video of them up on the roof inside the gun shop, smashing uh, showcases there and taking guns, loaded them out into a car and took off. They even put down stop strips by the bridge heading into Trenton from Langhorn, trying to stop the car. And they ran right through that and ended up in crashing in Trenton, uh, where three teens were um, arrested. Two of them were 16, one was 15, and two got away. Um, these are not just teens involved with guns, but these are now teens stealing guns. There's been a rash of gun store break-ins of late that I know ATF and FBI and a few other groups are looking into. But now we have young kids like this, 16 and 15, breaking into gun shops, Kev, stealing guns. That's an even higher level of concern, I would think. Oh, absolutely. And and, and it's ironic, Dave, there was a time, you know, you, you would not even think about going out into a county where in, in where they do have very you know mm -hmm. uh, strong uh, um, prosecution and, and very strong on on a whole myriad of a myriad of uh, offenses mm -hmm. that young people would feel they can are brazen enough now to go in, into the, those areas 
uh, believing that guess what you know part of it is because they may not be overly protected as our gun stores here in the city are recognizing that you know that they are could be a potential target many of them mm -hmm. are fortified to a high level uh, and so they go out to a, a more softer target area where these type of activity norm doesn't normally occur and so they're they're chasing the weak weak you know spaces but it also shows you there i mean you watch these young people here i mean this is this is this is this is adult stuff right this is this is strategic right they know exactly where they're going they yep. know how how they're going to get in they they're bringing equipment to be able to facilitate that and, and so you know i wouldn't be surprised uh, that there's a, a mastermind behind that my you know an adult or someone who's walked them through you know how to do a heist like this you know i mean or and, and they may be potentially doing other stuff i mean we, we're, we're focusing on the guns yeah. But but individuals working in a mechanized uh, operation like they are is you know is something that they practice something that yeah. they probably uh, have mapped yeah, clearly out. yeah they probably got guidance from someone I, I wouldn't be surprised that there's some adult behind the scenes who, mm -hmm. who also show them you know how to go where to go when to go what guns to get so it's not like they're in there looking for any gun they're in there looking for specific weapons mm -hmm. and they're looking for those more high profile high you know high velocity weapons. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's 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 it, it creates a, a, a large concern for for anyone. Well, good uh, news it, here: three different police departments got involved, apprehended the guys, and retrieved all of the guns, so they never made it to the street. But those kind of weapons on the street, already in a kind of juiced up situation, um, where violence on the street and guns are already rampant, the last thing you want to do is add guns like that to the, to the scenario, to the equation, to the recipe here. There's no question about that, Dave. I mean, you know, we're dealing with a crisis with the, I mean, and, and the, 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 in the, when we talk about shooting violence and homicides, you know, as we talked about previously on your show, that the gun yeah. is, is the, is, it starts that process. And, and if you, you know, so it's, it creates a significant challenge for law enforcement yeah. and others to address. Uh, there's some video also that came out this week, released yesterday and, and again today on a SEPTA bus from May 17th. It has five teens uh, on the street then boarding the bus and attacking passengers like immediately. And during the fracas on the bus, a gun goes off uh, from one of the teens who was on the bus and strikes two passengers on the bus. But this looked like also kind of well-planned out. They kind of moved down the block. They're all dressed in uh, black hoodies with masks, um, kind of make their way down the street, past pedestrians, get to the bus and right on the bus, I wouldn't give them a, compliments like saying in a SWAT type style, but in line in formation going kind of in the bus and then immediately attacking people. And, and you know, inside a SEPTA bus, uh, you are confined in a situation like that. And there's not much you can do. You don't have a lot of room to defend yourself. And a few people got assaulted. Uh, a couple people got shot. But again, according to the police, these are juveniles or teens involved, uh, you know, doing this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think the last time we were on your show, we were talking about mm -hmm. the shootings outside of a school, right? And, and yep. the number of homicides and, and shootings I've had where my students have been killed almost at the doorstep of the school. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, I, I often tell people, you know, the SEPTA is an initial extension of the community. I mean, we've seen enough shootings across the, the city now that, you know, there's no there's no borders. There's no more. There used to be, you know, a some some level of respect in the street, even during some of my, you know, some of the most difficult times. And I'm not going to say as a kid mm -hmm. coming up in West Philadelphia, but it was perfect. Yeah. But there was rules of engagement, you know, in, in the community, you know, during those times as well. You know, a large group of gang, you know, gangs were very mm -hmm. prominent and gang wars would pop out on the block. 
uh, but there was there was this understanding. Uh, but the, the, these particularly these young people today have no borders. I mean, they do not care where they are. I mean, Dave, I'll give you a good example. Uh, yep. Saturday night, I was out at an event in 60th and Pine in West Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. My friends who have grown up in the neighborhood. I grew up out there. Yeah, uh, they're all celebrating turning 60. <laughs> and and, uh, and and I'm sitting in and there's a my, my buddy owns a corner a place there. He's got a small little community group uh, area where inside a band is playing. Next, I know the door opens up and here come my my colleague, my friends flying in and there's a shooting outside. You know, I watch as a young lady's, you know, laying on the highway and, and mm-hmm. my buddy attends to them. And I ultimately want to walk it over and help the cop pull the girl into the car. But yeah. You know, when you look at the video, I mean, it was something going on, a scrum going on in inside the the, the Asian uh, uh, food store across the street. Mm-hmm. And then all you see is a guy lean out the door and just start firing rounds up the street with yeah. no concern whatsoever who's going to get hit. And, and so I think this kind of yeah. continual random violence is what you see mm-hmm. in, 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 across the city. And, and it's it's really unfortunate. It was a difficult night for me because it just was yeah, kind of I'm sure. like born and raised and now, you know, some of our... our our, our uh, neighborhoods have turned into battlefields. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. Same kind of thing at Penn's Landing over the weekend. There was some shots fired down there. There was a large group of uh, juveniles and teens that gathered there, according to police. Same thing in Chester outside the Union Stadium. Uh, several hundred teens gathered in the parking lot, apparently, and a gun was pulled out, a gun or two, and eight people were wounded up there. So it's not just going on in Philadelphia in the city. It, it, it's all kind of spreading out, as you said, it doesn't really know any borders. And in the past, um, people would be afraid to go out to the counties and, and cause havoc like this because the district attorneys in those counties, you, you know, they, they walk with a big, you know, rule of book, a book, book of rules there. And you, you could get some serious time in the counties when you're doing things like that. Bucks County, Montgomery County, now we're out in Chester County, that kind of thing. Um, it just seems like, uh, you know, as you said, they're going to travel where they want to travel here. Yeah, but I think, I mean, but when we're talking about juveniles, right? So it's, it's not hard for it to get uh, a, um, you know, if, if the right adults, the right influencers are available, you know, because most young people don't understand the consequences. Their brain are not fully mm-hmm. developed to understand the consequences of their actions, right? That's why they'll put their hand on the fire and see if it gets burned before they right. even know that don't put your hands on the fire, right? And, yeah. and, and so I, I think... Um, what what is evolved and you know you know there was a time and i think i started to share share with you before where you know we we had the wolf packs when i was a, i came into the police department in the early 80s we were dealing with the you know, bands of young people you know but they were wolf packs as they, at the time they call them they would you know gather and, and and go after and attack individuals at the time when i was working as a cop down center city right. um, but it wasn't gunplay there was you know we went through the process of wilding where the kids had moved yeah. uh, to to start, you know, attacking young ladies and 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 taking their clothes and stripping their clothes. We dealt with some of that out in you know in the plateau when we're dealing with some of the festivities mm-hmm. out there, yeah. you know. But again, and then even when I was on the department, not so so long before I left, was we're dealing with the flash mobs, right? Where yeah. you know uh, you know where the kids were grabbing and and the knockout. Not too not too long ago, I think we were that had had its ebbs and flows where kids were walking around playing the knockout game. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the change now, though, is is when you you know those groups you can break them into. I was I used to break them into two categories. It was that convergent group. That convergent group was a group of kids that are coming. They they're purposeful, right? Wolfpack. I mean, kids yep. that they're coming with a sheer purpose, 
Mm-hmm. I'm coming because I want to do negative stuff and I hook up with you, Dave. And then we hook up with 20 other people. And when we get together, we all know what we're doing. Yeah. It is all about what can we do? Where can we wreck? And, mm-hmm. and but then you also had what I found sometimes with our flash miles when we were dealing with that. It yeah. was just a contagious activity, right? 50 kids get sworn yeah. to a location, oftentimes driven by social media, get into a, a space. And then guess what? All you need is a few, a few triggers, a few mm-hmm. people in there who start something. And then the group just seems to go with it. Yeah. You know, it's not as, you know, as, as confined and as strategic maybe as, as a convergent group because they already know what their purpose is. Yeah. But it's easy for that behavior. And we would see that oftentimes when we had our incidents downtown with our flash mobs and kids would show up. No one knows who yeah. called this, but now we're here. We're going to walk together. We would chase them and then they would run all over the place. We learned stop chasing them because mm-hmm. we were creating uh, that. But but I think that in all of this, you know, the introduction now is that you're more inclined now to have some young people with guns. And yeah. so when you saw some of the earlier stuff on Market Street uh, earlier this year where the guy had a gun, I mean, you, those are that's a different dynamic. Like I never really went into those situations working, you know, when we had our large flash mobs, even when we had the biggest of the biggest one day when we had yeah. now she was taken over and we were dealing with a lot. Never really, really was worried about the young people had guns. I mean, it was really just a hand-to-hand combat, and you're trying to control that. Um, but now this introduction, there's this introduction. So even when I looked at the video for Dallas, and I'm looking, the cops are on the other side, and then obviously, you know, I guess the guns go off. I can see the kids start to spread. Right. Um, and so it's even become normal for them. I mean, you know, as, as you see uh, this activity unfold. So uh, hmm. it, it really is scary. And I don't think people, and I've said this before, you know, understanding that, you know, if we don't address the gun, you know, if we don't really, really make that like, the, you know, the, really the holy grail of, of where we start and end mm-hmm. uh, and we continue to ignore, you know, the stuff, like I said, the stuff I see here today is stuff is downstream. You know, we have, you know, and and, and we got to go upstream and start to really have some really proactive activity in that space yeah. uh, to get kids to, and, and others to settle down. Yeah. When you when you approach groups like this, um, Kevin, what what's the tactic that you want to use in a situation like that. Uh, now, some of this, and I'll talk about the stuff in Jersey that happened over the weekend, is uh, the police are severely hamstrung here by a new state law that I'll get into in, in a minute. That happened in Ocean City and Wildwood and Seattle, where they're dealing with teens on the boardwalk or on the beach, large numbers of them at a time with backpacks. Some of them are drinking, things like that. They are limited now. But I want I want to talk about, as a you know, police officer for more than 30 years in, in involved in law enforcement. What's your thought on how do you approach a group like that? Or, or maybe even how do you stop it? I know social media, you and I talked about this a lot the last time. I mean, that's what spreads it like wildfire. Yeah, yeah. The influence of social media is is, is substantial. But I mean, one of the things we learned when we when, when I was under Commissioner Rams and Commissioner Ross and we were dealing with the flash mobs, I mean, you know the the the, the easy, you know the, the first thing was enforcement right and we uh, we were putting we we're spending millions of dollars and hundreds and hundreds of police officers on south street and the like uh trying to combat uh these groups from surging and and man it was still even with all that i mean we you know at some point we had center city just kind of cordoned off and right. and 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 but you know one of the things i learned through that process is is that you really have to have a kind of a three-pronged approach because Enforcement in and of itself 
is not going to stop. But clearly when they're engaging in criminal and action, yeah, you're going to have your rapid response and you're going to have your resources available. And I think the police department uh, was able to do that over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, But from a more strategic space, you know, this is not an issue that the police department can resolve in and of themselves, right? And because as I share with you, when I go back and I talk about Wolfpack Save, I'm talking about 30 years ago. Right. When you look across the nation, uh, these things are, are, have been going on with our young people for a long time. So any no one can sit there and pump their chest and say, that, hey, guess what? I've had this magic bullet to resolve all of this. Mm-hmm. Where the real hard work comes in, you have to have a three-pronged approach, prevention, intervention, and enforcement. And you really have to, you know, for and, and then you have to have good intelligence. I mean, part of the work we would do is really focusing on the intelligence part and, and, and the social media part. And, and, right. and it doesn't just be about social media. It's talking to parents, it's talking to adults, it's talking to others to get feedback to say, hey, guess what? I hear there's going to be something happening here. Right. Or, you know I mean, and so you can get ahead of it. I know the police department was able to do that effectively a couple of weekends ago when they got mm-hmm. word that they were going to form up at a, at a particular rec center. That yeah. kind of early intelligence gets to, you know, because what you're trying to do is not let them can get to that place where they can converge or, or they can, can become contagious, right? You're trying to stop it before that activity happens. Right. And it can be an effective strategy. But at the same token, we're still talking about, I mean, you see some of the kids running around. We're still looking at some kids like nine years old, 10 years old running out there. Yeah. Right? And, and so you got to bring in that community aspect where, you, where you're really working with the community groups and, and your clergy and your social services and others. Because listen, at the end of the day, those people who are sitting on the sidelines saying, police department, we don't want you to do this. Right. Don't do this to these children. And mm-hmm. you need to find other things for these children to do. Well, guess what? You need to step up to the plate and provide those things because the yep. police department doesn't have a treasure trove of programming that they could say on a Friday night, I got place for kids to go to hang out and party yep. you know, all night long to 12 o'clock. And, and then there's this, con- this conversation around parenting. Right. And yep. but but at the same token, we can't make these assumptions that parents know. Right. And, and right. so my mom worked. My mother was a single single parent. Yep. Well, my mom went to work, you know, Kevin Bethel knew he's supposed to be home, but she didn't know where I was all the time. And so part right. of that is bringing in parents and, you know, I mean, and, and they and they become part of the consequences too, right? If your son yep. is out there, you know, vandalizing and causing disruption and engaging in behavior, there has to be a conversation with, if it's not a parent or whoever that adult is in that child's life. And so I think that three pronged approach yep. won't, ultimately won't stop it. But it, it can it can have some significant impacts. And then at the yeah. intel piece, too, you're really looking for who are those people. So some of this stuff may be really planned. One of the things we found from the flash mob activity was mm-hmm. there was planning, but it wasn't about violence. It was about dancing at the time. Yes. The parties, yeah. right? If you remember, Dave, you covered yeah, it. Right. And, and it wasn't until we took a, after spending a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. listening to a talk show one day, a radio show, and realized, Dollar Boys and Team Nike and what the heck are they talking about? Yeah, it wasn't until we brought those folks into the group that we realized what it was, and then we were sit down with those leaders of those groups and find out there was a couple of those groups who were doing that convergent type of behavior, who were looking to be violent, mm-hmm. and that's when we really started to be very strategic and and yeah. going after those individuals, yeah. and that ultimately helped to settle it down. I mean, I, we went so far as that when they were having events, we would put officers at their events mm-hmm. to minimize the surging into that place but yeah. but our kids are going to constantly particularly in the city of philadelphia are going to be looking for places to go yeah. uh, it ain't about just because there's not enough rec centers they're looking for it the south street they don't feel like south street's their right. hot spot anymore right no i mean with all the issues they have on south with enforcement yeah. on the south street 
Yeah, now it's down to Spruce Street or Penn's yeah, Landing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now they, city. So they, yeah, yeah, they go to Dilworth Plaza the other day, right? They, mm-hmm. they, 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 you know, they're not going into the uh, fashion district anymore because they have a new policy. Yeah. And so you're going to have this, these groups of young people. Um, no, I, I think in some cases, no matter what you do, as much as hard as you work, are, are going to get on social media, say, yeah. hey, Dave, meet me down on Penn's Landing. Okay. Yeah. And 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 you know and and next you know you got three four five six seven eight hundred kids yeah because they're just pulling more down and, and and then you get that contagious behavior or and then subset to that you get that heavy yeah. you know, group that wants to do some 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 ill will yeah you know the flip side of that is on Instagram uh, no gun zone which is huh? always airs a whole bunch of videos mm-hmm. and stuff from the community things like that they pop up usually on the weekends three or four times a week a picture of a big you know large crew of people hanging out on the street and the wording comes up parents it's eight o'clock do you know where your children are if you don't why don't you check on them and see where they are is it that simple i mean or or would that help maybe emphasizing that you know maybe instead of just asking somebody going out the door where they're going maybe check up on them in in the middle of you know in the middle of the evening kind of thing and see if you can maybe say hey why are you going there or I don't think it's a good idea to go there. Is that a, is that a piece of this? A parental yeah, piece? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, it all starts at home, right? I mean, yep. so, so there's absolutely no question uh, that it start it starts at home. Um, but we also have to give the right message to those homes as to what do we want them to do? Right. Yeah. I mean, part of what we had done under, you know, at the time under Mayor Nutter and, and we were working, you know, there was a lot of, you know, we were doing a lot of, of um, press conferences, as you remember, yeah. Dave, we were putting messaging, right? Because, you know, people are in, in today. I mean, how do you how do you how do you message that to the parent? You saw that you just told me about a video that I, I, I'm i not watching the 24 hour news cycle. Right. Parents yeah. are not watching that 24 hour news cycle. So so what is we have to take a hard look and say, how are we communicating to those parents? What is the message we're trying to tell them to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what are we ultimately trying to do? And uh, so they, they bear responsibility. So I'm not advocating that as a parent, their responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I have three daughters, man. They walk out the door every day. You know what I mean? Uh, if they're out there doing something, I want somebody to tell me. Mm-hmm. But we also got to be start naming this stuff as well, right? We are yeah. we got to start telling folks, you know what I mean, and, and, and you know, what's going on. We need to, because sometimes, I mean, depends on what channel you turn on to, yeah. you know, nothing happened over the weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then there's certain channels that are covering all of the activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a small hit early, I think, that when I saw the kids down there, but yeah. no one's doing it like a full throttle, like, hey, guess what? Yeah, you know, we have a problem. Yeah. You know I mean, and we need everybody to have an all hands on deck. I mean, even when we were yeah. doing the flash, but we had our clergy out with us, Dave. I know yeah. even during some of the South Street deployments, you know, we had our, our, our clergy were out there to kind of help us bridge some mm-hmm. of the activity. But uh I just think it, it, and it goes to these cycles for entrepreneurs, particularly sure. when we talk about these large groups of kids. I, I sometimes, Dave, it's, it's hard to understand how do we, we went for no flash mobs for a long period of time and then yeah. all of it. I think sometimes they look across the city, the country and they see that in Chicago they had their swarming and the stuff they did there. I think they did some stuff in DC. Mm-hmm. And, and so they start seeing this activity. I, I don't know if that creates this kind of space. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and uh, because I, I I push back against, I know this argument, you know, there's nothing for our children to do, and and, and um, I hear that, but nothing to do is a long jump from nothing to do to going down there and brutalizing people or right. damaging and jumping on windshields 
Yeah. That's I don't know what that is, right? Yeah. And and we we kind of know what it is, but but we yeah. have to be, you know, we can't also give these narratives to our young people similar yeah. to what we're saying now. Hey, you carry a gun because you don't feel safe. That's what we're mm -hmm. adults are telling young people today. Yeah. That it's, it's, I understand why you're carrying a gun because it's not safe on the streets. Mm -hmm. Well, there's enough studies that tell you that more guns on the street and the impact that has. So that's a yeah. totally flawed argument for adults telling children yeah. that it's okay. So we also can't be in this space too is saying, hey, guess what? I know you don't have anything to do mm -hmm. and this is why you're doing that. Well, wait a minute, time now. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin came from the same neighborhoods, tough, tough background as well. That That's that's not, you know, that, I won't put that in that same category. And mm -hmm. but. You got to hit it from multiple places, which and, and really is key to get the intelligence. Like yeah. they're forming up pretty often now, so there's maybe somebody underneath who's who's instigating uh, mm -hmm. the the because you know it's ironic that you're always seem to have somebody being able to sit there and film the whole thing, right? And yeah. it's also amazing to me watch adults sitting yeah. there videotaping children, yeah. you know, and they getting excited about watching that, you know, that mm -hmm. unfold. So it's yeah. it's it, it's a challenge. And I don't want to just pick on Philadelphia and the Philadelphia region. Uh, I live down at the shore, Ocean City. Um, over the weekend, they had large groups of kids gathering uh, on the beach, on the boardwalk. Uh, a lot of drinking going on. There was some fights. Police reported that they responded to almost a thousand incidents this past weekend. Not all on the boardwalk and on the beach, but all over all over town. Seattle has had a similar problem, had to institute. A, a curfew there and ban backpacks on the boardwalk and on the beach after a certain hour. Ocean City is now saying, in fact, the council is meeting today. The mayor has already announced on Tuesday that they're going to do that here. No backpacks on the beach after eight o'clock or on the boardwalk. They're going to have a curfew. They're going to dial that back for teens as well. Wildwood has had this problem as well. So it is not just a situation affecting the cities where all these kids are getting together. And listen, nobody doesn't want kids to get together and enjoy themselves on the boardwalk. You want to go walk up and down the boardwalk, grab something to eat, chat with your friends, hang out. That's okay. But when it spills onto the beach, hundreds of kids on the beaches and the boardwalks, and now they're drinking on top of it. Um, and a lot of times these young people don't know how to handle alcohol like that. Then it starts to get a little bit of crazy. They had some fighting, things like that going on. Wildwood, like I said, is cracking down. Sea Isle is cracking down. And now Ocean City is Kev, so this is not just a city, uh, a city environment situation. These kids want to get together, and they're getting together all over the place. Well, listen, there's no question about that, and and, and I don't, you know, and, and I appreciate you calling that out. You know, I know we're having a conversation some civic stuff to Philadelphia, but right, hey, listen, even after you know the Phillies game, or even after your 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 NBA you know championships and your yeah. you know, your college championships, I mean, you know, or your you know, you know spring breaks, right? We 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 seen enough uh, of the activity across the nation, across mm -hmm. all races and 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 economic stratus of, of individuals, and it just reinforces the concept that you know the when you bring large groups of individuals together, yeah, you know the, it, it's it's so hard to control, mm -hmm. right? And, and so part of but part of that process too though has to be, you know, the, you're going to have to get down in the in the weeds and and, and figure out what is going on i mean you know though they may not like it and though we may not often like it there is come a time where we do have to sit down with those young people and ask them why yeah what are you trying to do you know as i share with you during our, our issues addressing the flash mob i mean it was when we sat down and, and we started to talk to those kids you know and and, and when i remember supreme court kevin doherty i mean we, we got those he, you know we brought them into his space 
yeah at one point and kind of challenging them like where and so it is going to take these organizations i mean you know whether it be and 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 particularly with the activity maybe going on in jersey yeah like what, what are they what are they what is the goal like what are what are they trying to do you'll be some surprised sometimes david you know you know sitting down with them you know you may see them as you know this adversary and there's something that you just want to evaporate but mm. sometimes they will sit down and say hey guess what well you might want to talk to this group yeah because within that big group you may have these more individuals who are looking for to do more harm and, and do some more mm. things that are outside the norm yeah. and, and they will point you to them or they may say hey guess what how about if you give us a, this section over here yeah and, and we'll police it and we'll you know we'll 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 make sure we keep it right and we'll make sure I think this the struggle you have is if you, you know, the legislation of it, I mean, becomes a challenge, right? We saw that when we were instituting, you know, the yeah. the curfew. I mean, we could only hold that for so long, Dave. I mean, yeah. you know, we and it was very costly to do that. And and you know, many of your 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 particularly your your um, police departments in, in the areas that you outlined are not large police departments, right? No. They're they're very small. You know, you know, these are bedroom communities, right? <laughs> when yeah. when it's not summer, right? And, and so, so it, it's a challenge for them overall. And so, you know, unfortunately, you, you look to the legislation, but yeah, you, know, you got a thousand kids, and you say no drinking, they look at you like, you know, my <laughs> my, my group is bigger than your group, precisely. And yeah. and, and, they, and they also know what the outcome is going to be. Okay, well, you're going yeah. to get a ticket for drinking on on yeah. on there. Okay, so yeah. I'm willing to take that. And we also yeah. learned enough from from our juveniles that. Because you got hit, Pence Dave doesn't mean that you yeah. just got caught. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get caught. You didn't catch me, and so right. they're okay. They they're okay with losing a couple of their flock. Yeah, as long as they can continue to surge and and, and have a good time. And the more they look at us like parents, the more yeah. the, you know, we say they can't. Oh, really? Yeah. Then the more they're they're often inclined to say, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you you can't stop me." Yeah. And, and so it is it is requires like I said a a lot of effort in, in managing an individual's expectation that is very difficult for a police yeah. department to to yeah. to stop uh you know a, a thousand people or even juveniles adults as you've seen in the riots mm-hmm. it's not you know it's not like you got some magic bullet yeah. I mean, where some just hey stop police and they're going to stop right there yeah. is this yeah you know well, right further behind. hamstring and I, I mentioned at the top yeah. of the show uh ocean city mayor jay gillian mentioned in his press release on tuesday after all these incidents over the weekend, that he believes the police are severely hamstrung down here by new legislation that was passed in Trenton and apparently approved by the governor, which limits police on searching a backpack belonging to a juvenile, even approaching a juvenile and questioning him uh, at length uh, without substantial reason for doing that. You just can't, because 25 kids are hanging around, you just can't wade into the crowd and start talking to kids about why they're there, what they're doing, that kind of thing. And and he was uh, very critical of that, saying, you know, it stops the police department from doing things or any kind of proactive thing that might break up a crowd like that or get a crowd like that to at least dissipate or go home. Um, and I know he was concerned about that. And, and I guess that's why they went to the curfew measure and things like that, because if you can't stop them individually, you have to stop them as a group from even gathering there after a certain hour. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I think we have to be, I, I, I often talk to my colleagues, I think we've allowed, our, you know, I understand sometimes legislations, there's good intentions, and some of it is baked in law, Yeah. right? I mean, you know, you know, Terry versus Ohio, and reasonable yeah. suspicion, and stop and frisk, so those things have been in the, on the books, 
way before any legislation has come through and, and whether that legislation just refined it and made it more mm -hmm. succinct as to hey guess what this is what you can't do yeah what is incumbent upon us as school as, as, as law enforcement leaders to find uh, other ways and other tools and 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 uh, to be able to still function effectively yeah. you know i mean if that means that you have to go back to your legislators because and guess what they've added another layer on top of what you know the supreme court has said is already allowable and now you're you're being handcuffed and you have to make that case right mm -hmm. um yeah you know, what i get frustrated sometimes is when we we point to they or them or it, until we have we really you know you have to really take a hard look within your your codes your city codes your your crimes codes your i mean the, the jersey crime code to see yeah well you know, what are we trying to accomplish here because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I, I, the issues seem to be, you know, I understand the backpack they're going to have potentially their alcohol in it, but I guess once they take the alcohol, then that's still a prohibited act. So at that mm -hmm. point, I'm assuming you still have, at that point, probable cause or reasonable suspicion because you already set that as a yeah. as a law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but can you even enforce that? I mean, and, yeah. and so 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 it really comes down to, um, um, you know, it, it, it's. I mean, I think. I hear some people say, you know, you go get them and all that. I, this this is very, very difficult work. You know, it, it is, it is, you know, you're talking about children, right? So it's it's you're talking about young people. And I'm not talking about the ones that are more you know, the mm -hmm. violent stuff, but our kids right. are doing this convergent behavior and getting together. Yeah. You know, you, you look into a crowd and you got kids as young as 10 and and you know I me mean? and and so there there is a different, you know, you, you're not talking. I mean, it's you gotta be very careful, right? You have to yep. be very, very uh, um recognize because oftentimes when you look in those crowds you see your you see your children right you're not, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know yeah. and, and so um you have to that's why i said you and i think there's times where you also have to say hey you know i don't you have to humble ourselves mm -hmm. and recognize that we don't have all of the answers yeah you know yes i work with young people you know, at the school district but there's people who are very seeped in this space who understand the, the science who understand you know adolescent development who understand uh, mm -hmm. who or community groups and young people who work with these young people Right. And sometimes their voice have a stronger uh, impression on these kids. I, I, remember, I remember during the flash mob, uh, it was DJ mm -hmm. Diamond Cuts huh. was, was the DJ at the time. And I think she's still uh, very active in that yeah. work. But I mean, she had a significant influence on those young people. And right. if I recall, you know, she would start to say, hey, guys, you got to settle down. Yeah. When she said it, you know, she could make things happen. And she probably still has that influence mm -hmm. today. Yeah. And so part of that is you also have to find those influencers within those groups who say, hey, guess what? Dave Schraber and Kevin Bethel could sit there with our, we could have 10 bars on our shoulders and, yeah. and, and you know, bazookas on, strapped to our back. The mm -hmm. kid looking at you like, hey, you ain't going to shoot that and I ain't worried about you. But yeah. guess what? If, mm -hmm. if Taylor Swift sat up there and said, hey, calm down, they would get yeah. down on their legs and knees and, and drop everything and say, we'll never do it again. Yeah. yeah. And so I think part of what you have to do is work to find those individuals who can communicate yeah. with those young people yeah. in, in a way that they understand. And, yeah. and uh, um, you know, you know, that I guess what what you're doing is, is not appropriate. Yeah. And this is a real challenge for police officers skill set. I mean, you not only have to have your policing, you know, acumen really down, but you have to have patience. You got to take some abuse sometimes with language that is thrown at you, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and it's interesting to see how younger officers handle those situations and how more senior officers do. But as a police officer yourself back in the day and what I saw on the street for almost 40 years in the Philadelphia area is those kind of situations, it can be very challenging for a police officer to calmly 
you know, keep the situation under control. And as you said, you could have kids as young as 10 years old in that crowd. And you could have people in their mid twenties. It's a mix. So you have to kind of, you know, divide it out or coordinate that, you know, kind of break it up a little bit. So you understand how to deal with a crowd like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and yeah, Dave, you gotta, you gotta put it on. Cause I mean, some of these kids will use languages that me mm-hmm. and you would have never said to an adult. I mean, you no. know, and, and many of them, especially when you have young people who obviously may be coming from broken homes or, or in their family where, where, you know, yeah. They have minimal respect for adults. So if you don't have respect for the parents in your homes, yeah. there's no way you're going to step out the door and have respect for the officer standing in front of you or, or, or in, in many cases, other adults. Yeah. And, and so, you know, many of my kids, you know, that's why I've always been so proud of my, my school safety officers who don't have guns in the school, who don't mm-hmm. have any of those offenses, but they've learned through training, you know, to, to let those, those ver- words uh, fall off of you. I mean, I, right. I've been in plenty of, uh, protests where I've been called everything. I never, yes. I didn't know I had uh, so many nephews when they calling me uncle and, you know, and, and calling yeah. me all kinds, talking about my mother, you know, yeah. and, and, and just to try to trigger me. I, I would hope today that the officers who are well-trained in, 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 in their space understand not to fall for those traps, but just like anything, we're human. Yeah. Um, but many of these kids will test you. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I have to give, I mean, despite what people see, I mean, I have to give the Philadelphia Police Department a lot of credit. It, it is yeah. it is hard work. You know I mean, you know, because sometimes you know people see, you know, where you're not locking up all these kids and they, they can oftentimes see that as a failure. Yeah, I say. But, you know, if if, if we have 700 kids, uh, yes, they may have broken a few windows. And, and those are the things that we kind of hit the cameras when the kid jumps over. But if they can successfully, you know, dissolve that, you know, uh, mitigate that situation, uh-huh. get those 700 kids to leave the area, yeah. you know, they may may have made a few arrests because, you know, just like anything else, a few of the kids are not going to stand down uh-huh. uh, and there was no serious injuries. And, you know, even though in this case, then sometimes we have to take that uh-huh. as a win yeah. because they didn't cause that. Right. The police department didn't cause those 700 people. Something else caused that. Right. But but they were able to get in, you know, mitigate the issue, get those kids, you know, out of the area, disperse it. It doesn't look good. Right. So no. you know, doesn't look good on TV. Right. You see mm-hmm. it on TV. But yet at the same time, I mean, considering all the challenges the department is facing in, in, in other departments as well across the nation, but in particular, Philadelphia. Yeah. And sometimes you have to say, you know, look at the glass half full. You know, and, and then at the same time, you're working to try to minimize or hopefully eliminate these activities and that's where they're mm-hmm. kind of on the ground hard work involves and that's where you yeah. really got to work in collaboration with others okay let's finish this up kev by talking about we have uh we now have a democratic candidate and a republican candidate for mayor mm-hmm. um january we're going to have a new mayor um in your opinion um former deputy commissioner in charge of school safety now the new mayor has to hit the ground running on these issues. Am I right? Not just the gun violence, the shootings, the carjackings, things like that. But this is an issue now. Um, but there needs to be a pretty good plan day one. A lot of them talked about in the primary uh, declaring a state of emergency on day one, that kind of thing. What's your kind of vision on what whoever the new mayor is, David O on the Republican side, Sherelle Parker on the Democratic side, both good candidates, former city council people understand their way around the the bases here, so to speak, in, in Philadelphia. How important is it to, to jump right on these issues right away when they come into office? I mean, I, I think we have to manage those expectations as well, yeah. Dave. I mean, I, I think 
yes, there's going to be a desire for a, a, a anyone who's coming into that space on day one, but mm -hmm. but it, you know, it, it, just like anything else, there's this transition that has to happen, right? I mean, you know, the new leader, new mayor who comes in uh, is going to have to evaluate the the playing field and exactly, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on internally. Yeah. yeah, within you know, and and then you have some significant decisions to make around you know creating right. your your team to to make that happen. So I I think we have to, you know, I know there's a sense of urgency. Yeah. But you know, it would be unfair to to drop that on any new mm -hmm. mayor, that you know you know that hey guess what you know yes I know you know you you understand that because you you ran for the position so you understand right. what's been going on. But I think it'd be unrealistic to think that day one, I mean, it's going to take time for whomever comes into the department, I mean, into the different departments, uh, you know, she'll make the decision around who her team will be, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I think both of them have put forth their crime plans and, and what they expect to do. So obviously there'll be a responsibility of those folks in leadership to to execute that plan, but also, you know, work with that leadership and, and, and provide their expertise on how that mm -hmm. can be accomplished. Yeah. Um, but I think it's uh, I mean, but it's listen, I mean, uh, obviously both uh, you know, it's a great race, right? It was a lot of good energy, a lot of, yeah. a lot of folks uh, engaged in the process. So so it'll be an interesting time to see uh, after all these years, man, of the, the you know, transitions of, of mayors. Um, yeah. I guess I've, I guess over my lifetime, I guess there's been quite a few. But yeah, but um, but but it, it, but I think, again, we just have to be careful, you know, right. Uh, they, we didn't get into this situation overnight. Right. Right. And, and so we have to be careful not to expect a new leader to to come in and, and just turn on the switch. Yes, the state of emergency. But you remember under yep. Mayor Nutter, you know, when Commissioner Ramsey was a state of emergency. Mm -hmm. But it took us four years, Dave, to finally yep. get turned over and really get leaning forward yep. uh, to, to, to really uh, get his plan and, and the activity in play. We were able to stabilize. So we didn't go. Yep. But mm -hmm. it's a challenge, right? And so, right. so I think those same challenges exist today. You know, it's a different type of uh, you know environment than when I was there in in, in you know before 2016. Um, and so you're going to have to figure out you know how to operate in this space in a different way. Mm -hmm. We have a very progressive DA. I mean, and so you know, what does that look like as you as you start to and you know try to institute a different strategy? Uh, mm -hmm. And so. Uh, all of that's going to require a, a lot of, of skill, a lot of work, a lot of it's going to, it's going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, um, you know, I'm excited about change. I mean, I think change yeah. is always good and, and new eyes, new vision, new places, new people. And, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. OK, Kevin, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, we always want to talk with you because you have your finger on the pulse with young people. Clearly, this past weekend, there was a lot of concern across the region about some of these incidents. And I'm, I always like to bring on people who kind of know exactly what the ball game is. And you clearly know that when it comes to the young people and the folks and dealing with the police departments and things like that. So thanks for coming on the show again. Greatly appreciate it. The door is always open. You know that. All right. Thank you for having me, Dave. Always a pleasure to be on. All right. Thanks again. I appreciate it. That's Philly Prime Podcast for this week. We'll talk to you again soon.